Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands to Jesus. Wow. You know, Psalms uh, 156 says, uh, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen? And I want to tell you today, you know why I'm holding the, the railing? My knees are wobbling away. <laughs> I've never felt this way before. <laughs> I'm serious. I go to any church, I don't feel this way. Eh? Maybe because senior pastors or the pastors here. <laughs> so forgive me if I say something wrong. But I want to thank uh, Pastor Vincent and all the pastors who have supported me for giving me this privilege. It's truly an honour to stand here sharing with all of you. So, brothers and sisters, how many of you have heard my testimony? Quite a number, huh? <laughs> okay, if I were to share my testimony, I think it needs two services. You're going to stay back at 11 o'clock. But as what Pastor Michael says, I used to own, uh, with my family, those uh, Buddhist Taoist temples. Uh. At the age of 11, I was following my grandfather. He used to cut his tongue to take the blood to write all those talisman, you know. And for 40 years, I was in idol worship. And I started the temple with my family. In, uh, it's 35 years now. 35, 36 years now. Imagine, but now God has changed me. I've seen the true living God. I see visions from Him. I heard His voice. Hallelujah. And I, how He transformed me, I think if you go into my uh, short testimony, I think it's in YouTube and also in Christianity in Malaysia. So what I want to share with you today is what God has been doing, not only in Malaysia, in the whole world, and in every one of us here. Now, what Pastor Michael says is true. Evangelism is very important. You know, I was with the NACF uh, East Coast road trip for the last uh, two weeks. We went to Kuala Lipis, Mentakap, Kuantan, then the Orang Aslis in uh, Sungai Lembing, Orang Asli churches in uh, Pekan, and also went up to Kuantan in Kuala Krai and Guam Musang. Let me tell you, it was tough. In fact, now I haven't actually fully recovered. Still coughing, you know. But God showed me so many miracles. There was 62 salvations, brothers and sisters. Let's clap our hands to Jesus Christ. And the awesome miracles that He had done, you know, every time I feel that I'm tired, I, I, I don't want to go, you know. But it's the book of the enemy trying to hinder you, trying to stop you. You see, but when you go, you make yourself available, God is faithful. Amen? There was many healings that took taken place. There was a young boy in Orang Asli. It's a small meeting. Five of the ladies, including one man, that means four ladies, one man, they, are, they have one shortened leg. And the Lord extended their leg out. Isn't that a great miracle? Hallelujah. Why I want to tell you this. Uh, the first time that the Lord used me for to do this miracle of uh, the leg extension, right? I still remember, I was in the healing rooms, you know healing rooms, that this uh, prophet from India, Dr. Ananda Stera. I'm sure all of you know him, right? So he was praying for all of us, all the volunteers. Suddenly he reached me. He says, Acts 20 verse 19, You serve the Lord with tears and with humility. From today, you will do miracles. And he said, because of your faith, you can do great things for God. And I remember one day, I was lining up here for a prayer. You know, very, not only Singaporeans, Kiasu want to know. Huh? I also very Kiasu want. We always sit in front there. You know why? Nearer to come to the altar to receive blessing and prayer from the pastors there. So, Pastor Michael told me, you have the gift of faith. And you will do great things for the Lord. And I remember Pastor Kwan Ming when I was new here. Every week he would pray the same prayer for me. And I asked him, how come Pastor, you keep on praying the, the, the same prayer? And he doesn't know. It's the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I the new, new that when I was early here, I used to stand there. I was always crying in tears. Not only the Lord delivering me, 
I don't want to frighten you all, but I heard voices at times, very new believer. <laughs> he said, why do you want to come here? Every time you come to the altar, you cry because you are unworthy. The word unworthy, I cry some more. Then pastor come here, come, suddenly the comforting words will come in, you know, and I have peace. So I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, when you come to the altar, you're receiving blessings from God. Amen? I'll tell you one testimony. There was this group of honkies uh, who came. I shared in their house, they accepted Jesus Christ. They were Catholics. You know? So I knew that if they go back to Hong Kong, uh, they won't go to a born-again church again. So I told them, I said, I want to invite you to church. And I remember that day, uh, her daughter, one of the daughters, they have, you know, the S-shape, what do you call that? Sclerosis, you know. And the Lord just straightened, straightened her backbone, you know. So I, I was telling them, they actually don't want to come. Huh? They got certain phobia or whatever. So I say, you must come to give thanks to the Lord. Right? So they came. And uh, after Pastor Vincent shared the message, you know, I tell you, our Pastor Vincent uh, is a man full of humility. Amen? Such a humble man. He waited until he was the only one left here with us and the ladies. You know why? You know, and, and the group. That lady was laying on the floor. Until they want to close, we got to, I got to wake him up. You know? But Pastor Vincent, because his patients keep on waiting. You know? I, I got no choice, you know. I got to wake her up. And then, you know what happened? And I said, hey, sister, sister. She opened her eyes. Huh? Why do you wake me up? I, I was shocked. I, I, I said, what happened? No, I was chasing after the angels. Wow. You know what he told me? Do you know, Brother Eddie, every song that you sing, the Lord revealed to me, the angels are flying around, they're singing the same song that you sing. Let's clap our hands with Jesus Christ. Awesome. For this revelation. And then she told me, all the walls of our church, all the walls of our church, are all in gold, you know. And all the precious stones, uh, she cannot explain all the colours. All the precious stones are all lined up. Wow, and she said she felt so much peace. She saw she was in a, a garden. There was a waterfall. And she saw all the deers, the sheep, with the lions, you know, the tigers, but they don't fight among each other. Naturally, uh, they cannot fight. Uh. They get eaten up, right? The sheep all. But there's so much peace, you know. So I said, wow. And then Pastor Vincent came, introduced himself and all this, you know. And when they went back to Hong Kong, Ask Pastor Vincent, uh, but the I, I see A, uh, yeah. Now they're attending the ICA church in Hong Kong. The pastor who came, Pastor Edmund who shared. Uh, so you see, in life, uh, we must bring people here. I'll tell you about, I was in one church. In, uh, okay, let's, let's talk about this, uh, what happened in the NACF. There, there's one boy I think he's very, he's very, I don't know how old is he. He's standing like that. Very short boy. He was born the toes, uh, the toes inside. So he cannot walk, you see. For all his life, his toes inside. And then I said, I asked the father, because you see, they, they pray to a lot of animism. And last time, I used to do that. You know, we pray to stones, uh, pray to trees and all this. Uh. There are those spirits behind there. And those days, we think that these spirits are good spirits. No. They are the spirits that to harm you without you even not knowing it, you know. Because they are generation curses. The curses will come down. If you cannot take it from your life, you'll go to the children. If you cannot take it from the children, go down to the grandchildren. Why I tell you this? Because a lot of sicknesses that you see, uh, oh, uh, let's say heart attack, stroke, from the great-grandfather, grandfather, father, come down to the children. That's what happened to my family. All my great-grandfather, grandfather, my father. Uh, thank God my four brothers, I'm still alive also. Uh, even though we suffered heart attack. You know. So we need to break this curse. So I told the father, you got to repent of whatever things that you have done. You have sinned against God. You know, you got to accept Jesus Christ. And then he started praying, everything he renounced. You know. That's why in uh, this uh, spiritual encounter in our church, it's good to come. 
I remember Pastor Kwan Ming did the spiritual encounter and foundation. It's very good because then you can cut off all the ungodly soul ties. Amen? How many of you have done all this? Haven't done one? Can you raise your hand? I believe. All done, huh? Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See our church here. We are radical, Holy Spirit-filled Christians. Amen? On fire for God. Amen? Let's give our hands to Jesus. Why I tell you this? After the, the, the father has repented, huh? he cried, he repented. And then I took the boy up. You know, we are supposed to be Christ-like. We follow what Jesus do, correct? You know, Jesus loved children. And I remember in Mark 10, verse 15, the children was coming towards Jesus, making a lot of noise. Huh? The disciples shooed them away, asked them to leave. But Jesus said, let them come. Let them come to me. And because it's children like this who will inherit the kingdom of God, says. And Jesus set them on his lap. And he, Jesus blessed them. See? So, brothers and sisters, Jesus is telling us to have childlike faith. We call him Abba. He is our Father in heaven. Correct? So, we, we need to have this Wonderful closeness. I mean, I'm sure not all of us here have a good... Maybe your, your family relationship with your father and mother is not so good, right? But no matter what happens, even if the whole world don't love you, let me tell you, your father in heaven loves you so much. Amen. Your father in heaven. That's why he got to send Jesus, his son, to die on the cross for us, who shed his precious blood. In Ephesians 1.7, they've given us eternal redemption. Forgiveness of all our sins. Amen. So all our sins has been forgiven. Let's clap our hands to Jesus Christ one more time. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome. Then the boy, coming back to that, <coughs> I took the boy. I just followed what Jesus did. <coughs> I make him sit, sit on my, my, my thigh here <coughs> and I just pray for him. I said, Lord, he's raised for a day like this so that your glory can be seen in his life. Because the oppression in the Ora Asli settlements, tell you, they are very oppressed, very depressed people. And I said, Lord, use this testimony so that your name will be glorified and many people will come into the kingdom of God. So I prayed. Because he cannot stand, ma. So he stood up, he fell down. So I asked the, the mother to hold him. And then uh, his feet was there, shaking. Sometimes the Lord made me do something very, very silly. I look at us and want to know that you cannot fathom want to know. So I said, "You, you take her up." You know, my, my mommy take her up. So when, when she was holding the uh, the child, I just bang on the toes. You know, I said, "Toes, you better straighten up. Uh. You straighten up." Because they cannot understand what English. Uh. So uh, whatever I say, no problem. Uh. <laughs> you, you straighten up. I tell you, you straighten up. Uh. I don't know why. Then the, the pastor who brought me the lady pastor, looking at me, you know. I'm supposed to be praying. What, what is this man doing? I think you better straighten up. You straighten up, let him walk. I tell you, I tell you. I'm speaking to the toe, no. <laughs> I came I thought Irene, Irene told me, uh, there you're speaking to the toes, I mean. Yeah, la, that's what I did. Uh. <laughs> and then we put, put him down. The toe's still like that. So I went down. I said, you, you, you straighten up. I tell you, you straighten up. Uh. <laughs> one by one, I, I opened it. I put it one by one. And then I took him by the hand. He started to walk. Hallelujah. He started to walk. Praise the Lord. Wow. And uh, the five ladies came. They, they sent me a, a WhatsApp. We have a WhatsApp group. Huh? One of them the five ladies who have their legs, the short, one of the shortened legs extended. Three of them now go back to rubber tapping. Already. They can do their normal work already. Huh? And then there was this... Uh, this man, his eyesight is not really clear. He's not totally blind, but his eye is red, and then the other eye got cataract. So like, uh, even, even that word, hope, from this distance, he cannot see. Same thing. I asked him to repent. Huh? Release the unforgiveness and bitterness. You see, unforgiveness and bitterness is very, very, very important. This is the main cause of sicknesses, which I learned also in the healing room. Right, I, I want to thank the Pastor Kung and the team who have guided me. Yes, our sister there, Ching Yen, 
Where is Wendy Chua? Is Wendy Chua here? Oh, WC is not here. Some of you are laughing. Why? Oh. Hey, sorry, Wendy. Wendy Chua. Not WC. WC is over the other side. Okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and, you know, I, mean, I receive a lot of guidance, you know, even for the pastors wherever I go. So, this man, I asked him to release all this unforgiveness, bitterness. It's, it's very important because this will create sickness later on, you see. And then he started to tear. I said, you got to, you cannot pray to stones, you cannot pray to trees, everything, you know. Then after that, I just, Lord, have mercy on him. Have mercy on this man. Take away the cataract, you know, the glaucoma, whatever it is, or, or let him have a breakthrough that he can even read the word from here. You know, I prayed how many times? First time, nothing happened. Second time, nothing happened. Third time, nothing happened. I said, Lord, what is happening? Oh, because the wife didn't forgive him. You got to make right with your wife. First Peter 3, 7 says, if you are not right, I want to paraphrase it. If you are not right with your wife, it says your wife is a weaker partner. Is your weaker partner. So you must treat your wife with respect, you see? And also to support her. And she's your helpmate, right? You know, those days, uh, we always fight. We, I, we always fight. I've been fighting with Irene for 25 years before we in Christ. I'm six years in Christ now. My whole house full of idols, man. We really big fight. Man. After the fight, uh, what are we fighting for, dear? What are we shouting? I don't know. She'll tell me. <laughs> she doesn't know. Because I got so many idols. The spirits are all there. There's no joy, no harmony, no peace in the house, you know? But now when it's removed, of course we are not perfect. Right? We are not saints anyway. Right? We still do fight. But most of the fight, we use Bible verses. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, every time, uh, I like to quote, uh, you know, every time I, I, I like to quote this, uh, Ephesians 5.22. Wow, you know what's Ephesians 5.22? Husbands, you must remember this, you know. Wife must submit to the husband. Wow, Allah, eh? <laughs> you know. And then, uh, she, she'll keep quiet because she, she don't know any words to attack me yet. You know? So suddenly, I met Pastor Linda here that day. So we are talking. Lah. Suddenly, I didn't ask Pastor Linda, uh, Pastor, Eddie said her wife must submit to her husband. Ayo! Pastor Linda, you know her style. Lah. What do you mean must submit to her husband? Jesus died for her, lah, you know. And you must love your, your wife as you love yourself. Wow. I got nothing to say, no? That's why when you want to not say rebuke lah. You want to do something, use Bible verses. Make sure the pastor is not around with you. Amen. <laughs> you know? And then, <coughs> I was in mission with a uh, Myanmar mission team. With Brother Donald. Where's Brother Donald? And the team. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about this. Uh, very stressed. Sometimes, you see, you need to be in a fellowship. You know? Sorry that I diverted a bit. But this is very important. Huh? That's why you need to be in a cell. Right? You see, then we are, I was talking to Donald that day from, uh, I think now to 3 a.m., you know? We're supposed to wake up at 5 o'clock to go to another place. He's so patient with me. Eh? I, I let go of everything, you know. Then I, after that, Waron was there later. The next day, Waron all was there. Suddenly, both of them say, what? No. Ready? You know what's Proverbs 31 verse 10? You better read the word, you know. So I read the word. Huh? I said, wow. It says, uh, a wife, uh, a, a noble wife, uh, huh? It's uh, hard to find, something like that. They're more precious than, than rubies, you know. Huh? And it says in uh, verse, I think it's, uh, verse 23, and because of the wife's prayers, uh, uh, and what she did, because you can read down what she did, a lot of things, huh? she do trading, she do business, like the husband don't do anything. You read, verse 31 is true. Everything about her, she do this, she need clothes, you know. She's not afraid there's no food. She will grow, grow the wheat, everything. So I read, huh? Wow, no, this is good. I must tell her. I don't have to do anything. You better go out and work. I stay in the house. <laughs> I go and preach everywhere. It says, because of your wife, the husband gets to sit in the city gates with the council of elders, you know. Isn't that awesome? Huh? So I quickly taro her. La. I call her, dear, you know this. Wow, she cried on the phone. No. I think you read dear. Psalm Proverbs 31, verse 10. I read for her. Wow, I can see her sobbing. I can hear her tears sobbing. I'll tell you why. Because the Bible also says in 1 Peter 3 7, if you're not right with your wife, the answers to your prayers are hindered. 
You know how serious this is not what Eddie Young say. It's what the Bible says. So how many couples are here right now? Husband and wife. Raise your hand, husband and wife. Wow. When was the last time you say, I, I love you, dear? Because some of us married for too long. The word love. Hey, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. The, the love very hard to come up. Because those days when I was not in Christ, really, the, the word love hard to come up. But I tell you, God is all about love. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. Amen? You know, in verse 19, 1 John 4, 19, we love because God first loved us. Amen? So, after the wife coming back, I said, sorry, I are you still with me? Still can follow? Huh? The wife, suddenly, the wife forgave him. The wife forgave the husband. They, they, they hug each other. Just like that. And then, he just turned, he, he read the word hope. He just read, we can read. Hallelujah. Let's give our Lord a big type offering. For without Him, we can do nothing. Nothing. So coming back to the healing rooms, huh? I mean, I encourage you all. I, I learned a lot from there. I learned a lot, seriously. And also, you see, after the day when Dr. Ananda gave me this word, I definitely, I cried, right? And then on a Sunday, I was in this uh, New Life Sanctuary. It's an Anglican church next to this uh, uh, Tropicana City Mall. It was the third time I shared there. The first time I shared about my testimony, it ended up, I spoke for one and a half hour. So I was so worried. The, the, the pastor told me, uh, Brady, actually, uh, one, you, you spoke for one and a half hour. Oh, I, I'm sorry. So I asked him, so you are not going to invite me back again? Uh? No, it's good. You, you encourage all of them. Because even my testimony, there are many gold nuggets to be taken from there. Huh? And then, he might meet a second time. <clears throat> second time, I talk about uh, why we need to evangelize. You know, in the Bible, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus has, you know, have prayed for so many people, all this, then they went across the Sea of Galilee, went across, you know, and night some more. So they're all fishermen, they know the sea, right? It's so rough and everything. I shared this one. Right? It's so rough and everything. But yet Jesus went there, and you know the story, right? Oh, he was sleeping there, and they said, Oh Lord, we are going to die and drown already. Why are you not concerned? And Jesus stilled the storm, right? But why did Jesus choose to go over there? You might think, I'm so tired, you know? I think he didn't take his dinner, you know? huh? From morning, he's praying. And why did he go there? I tell you the answer is in Mark chapter 5. He went to deliver the demon-possessed man in, who was living in the tombs. Right? You know that this man, cannot, you iron shackles, also, he can break away and always live in the tombs. You know, for one person. And when the man, see, when a person is, I, I, this is very deep possession. Huh? Actually, you cannot be so seriously unless you do all the occultic thing, witchcraft, all this, you know. But even though how, you still have your mind. Yourself is still there. You know, this is what the man did. He ran to Jesus, he knelt down. He knelt down. And, and just Jesus delivered him. After that, the man delivered, the evil spirit asked Jesus, don't send us to anywhere, send us to the pigs. Correct? Then only the evil spirit speak, you know. Huh? The man delivered. Then after that, he went to the pigs, drowned. Everything okay, right? And then he wants to, in uh, Mark 5, verse 18, uh, yeah, 18, he said he wants to follow Jesus on the boat. He wants to follow Jesus. But Jesus knew that this testimony was going to impact the whole place there, you know? And Jesus said, you must go and share your goodness, what the goodness the Lord has done for you. And he went. He went to the whole of Decapolis and he shared and impacted he became an evangelist, right? Because there's nothing more powerful huh, than your own testimony. I believe all of us here, God has touched us in a way, right? So, brothers and sisters, even Jesus can do that. To go and impact just one person. Because you know this one person can impact a whole community. Uh, you, you imagine if all of, all of us were to go and share the gospel. Uh, Pastor Vincent, when is the next building to sit 10,000? Available. It's not enough place to sit, correct? That's why it's the heartbeat of the Father. I don't know why I'm sharing this. It's the heartbeat of the Father. 
we are in God's family, right? So whatever the father in his heartbeat uh, is also for us because we are his children. It's all about saving souls, brothers and sisters. Right? It's not only for the pastors, the deacons, the elders, all of us. When we are in Christ, we are commanded, you know, it, it is not, the Great Commission is not just to tell you, you know, it's a command to go and make disciples, you see. And so when you do that, everything will come into your life. Right? For Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first His righteousness and His kingdom. And all things will be added upon you, you see. And even the Bible, I'm talking about Jesus here in Acts 10 verse 38. Huh? Jesus went everywhere. How God, he said, the word says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And He went around, went everywhere. What He did? Doing good. And healing all the sick who were oppressed by the devil. So even from this one verse, you can see, sickness comes from the devil. You know? And Jesus go around. So it's a very great example for us. These two testimonies in the Bible that I want to tell you is a very good. But I tell you, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about whether you have the ability or not. You know, I, I've heard a testimony from... <clears throat> brother Kokwai. Is Brother Kokwai here? Ah, yeah. He said, that's why all these are here in cells, you know. Huh? That's why it's very important. You've got to mix around with uh, your fellow brothers and sisters who encourage you, people with faith, you know. Just imagine, if I went to a cell, of course, I believe all our GTN cells are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Correct or not? Let's get our hands with Jesus, huh? Our cell groups are expanding. Yes, we speak blessings in our cells group. Our cells were going to multiply. So he told me this testimony. He said there was one uh, this, uh, housewife. So she used to just to cook. Uh, and she never said Christ. And she never told her husband before that uh, she can hear from God. You know? Yeah, she come to church. A bit, but one day she was cooking. I don't know what she's cooking. In the afternoon, he heard the Lord spoke to her. Go to this coffee shop. Uh. Take a bus, go to this coffee shop. I forgot where's the place. Uh. You will see a man with a big size man with all the tattoos coming in. When you see him, you just tell him, Jesus loves you. Just like that. Ah, so he didn't bother. Just continue to cook. Then the word come again. Go. So she called her husband. Said, hey, dear, dear, the Lord spoke to me. Eh. Allah, why are you talking? The Lord spoke to you. You've never said to me before the Lord speak to you, you know? You've never shared the gospel. Oh, seriously, twice already, you know, can you help me? Uh? So the husband came back, drove to the coffee shop. There's no such man there. The husband said, Oh, why? I said, I told you, la. Here from God, man, got man there. Never mind, la. we eat here, la. since we're already, already here. <clears throat> so they ate, la. So they ate already. Suddenly, this man came in, Wow. Sit in one corner at, at the side there. And then uh, uh, the wife was telling the husband, Dear, dear, since you said I never share the gospel, I just don't know how to share. And you, you go and uh, talk to him. Jesus loves you, la. you go. The husband said, yeah, God didn't talk to me. La. God spoke to you. You must go. So she, she went over, so she went over and said, uh, uh, Sir, I, I actually don't know you, but my God, Lord Jesus, asked me to tell you that he loves you. Uh, she, uh, that's all, that's all. Huh? <laughs> you know? The man cried. The man just shed tears. Oh, then the husband came. Why? He is not a drug addict. He's a drug pusher. Huh? Not very big time. He lost all his money in gambling. He shared his story. He planned to take this last meal. Last meal before he commits suicide. You see, one act of obedience. Uh, one act of obedience saved a life. You see? Hallelujah. Isn't God awesome? Huh? So God doesn't look, you know, God doesn't look at, you see, even in my wife's case, when the Lord spoke to her, many things in obedience she followed. My, my, how I get God saved to my two sons who came to glad tidings for 10 years at the age of 9 and 14. My son will come to the altar, Pastor Julie told me, he come to the altar and kneel down at the age of 9 and 14. So the Lord revealed himself to both of us 
He knows I'm really a tough nut, you know. And never give up on prayer. God answered their prayers after 10 years, you know. You see. So, and then the Lord spoke to my wife. I don't know why. Uh, sometimes woman uh, got some connection. Uh. She got saved in the, in the ladies' cell. Uh, Josh Ang. Where's brother Josh and sister Mona? Ah, <laughs> so she said, uh, dear, I want to go and learn something. Uh. I, you, you can learn, you can accept. Uh. My two sons, never mind. They, they can believe, no problem, but cannot baptize. Uh. You know, if you believe in Jesus Christ, I will give the D word to you. You see, you see the letter, the, the lawyer letter. D word, divorce you. you know? Because I, we are, I'm a third generation temple owner. People will be surprised. How come your wife is a, is a Christian? You know? And I remember she accepted Jesus Christ the third time when Sister Mona asked her. She just wanted to take the first step of faith. And everything the Lord asked her to do, she followed. This is like 1 Corinthians 7 verse 14 says, An unbelieving husband is sanctified by a believing wife. Likewise, an unbelieving wife is sanctified by a believing husband. Right? Normally then he says, For your children who are unclean has now become holy. You see, when you receive Jesus Christ, all your generations down, unclean, been settled, become holy. You know how serious is that? Yeah? So, she, she obeyed the Lord and uh, I smelled demons in my house, I remember, in uh, this uh, 13th of May, uh, 2011. I smelled two demons, a smell of a decomposed body, which is, I knew the spirit of death. I was so alarmed because I, I have so many idols. How come the idols cannot protect a simple thing like that? And so I told Irene, she, she was one month in Christ. And uh, she smelled another one there in the master bedroom. On Saturday, Saturday morning, the Lord spoke to her. Pray with your husband over a Bible. I will give him a, a vision. She was asking God, you know my husband, someone put a Bible in between. Uh. You know, you know, he's, he, he, those days I don't like Christians. Because it's just the opposite. Darkness cannot come to the light, you know. You know, darkness cannot. And, and uh, the 10 years my children are here, I hardly come three times. But every time I come, uh, I will sit down and feel so oppressed, you know. And then when I leave the church, uh, you, you know as angry bird, right? You never see angry men. <laughs> wow, myself full of rage and anger, you know. I can bang the, 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 the car window. I just get up from my car, leave my, my wife and my daughter, you know. And I'll be wandering around to know where. Sometimes I sit in Starbucks, I blur, blur, and I drink coffee. Yeah. I, at night, I go back. <laughs> at night, I will go back, you see. So that's why darkness cannot stand the light. Amen. Then, uh, so she said, she got to obey him. You know, in Jeremiah 42, verse 6b says, even how pleasing... Oh, unpleasing is it. Uh, we must obey the voice of the Lord our God. Amen. So she obeyed. And when she prayed, true enough, I saw a vision. I saw a vision of a big white cloud. And from the cloud, a hand came down towards me. And I, in my heart, I asked, who are you? What do you want? You know, and the vision left. So I told Irene about this. Uh, you know. And then the Lord spoke to her again. During Vesak Day, the day I'm saved, 17 of May 2011. It was the official 28-year celebration. Unofficial was 29 years because we were waiting for the ROS yeah, to come with the... And the Lord spoke to her. Call Pastor Julie to come to the house. Wow. I've never let any pastors or even Christians come to my house. I'm so scared the feng shui koyak already, you know. <laughs> and my children, are, I got a lot of Bibles in the house with my two sons are Christians, right? I never touched the Bible one. I said, you're put in your room. Huh? Don't put in the living room. Okay. And the Lord spoke to her. And then talking to Adam, my second son. And Adam says, Pastor Julie, very busy one. No. Today, she's going to go to the hospital to pray for someone. Huh? And she got to do the, what, uh, what, the office dedication, something like that. And I got to do funeral service, you know. Cannot come on. But somehow, God made a way. Amen. God made a way. The Lord spoke to Pastor Julie. Go to Adam's house now. Drop everything and go. So she delegated the work to the, the pastors. Yeah? And when she came, she spoke for, to me for hours. Really hours. Ago. And got me away. I was supposed to leave the temple. She says, come 2 o'clock. 4 p.m. when she come. When I want to leave the house, huh, the doorbell ring. Pastor Julie, Pastor Danny there. Oh my goodness. 
One pastor, bad enough. Uh. Two pastors coming talk to me about Jesus. <laughs> and the temple closing at 6 o'clock. Never mind, I give half an hour. Uh. So they came in, they spoke to me for hours, you know. And suddenly, Jesus spoke to my wife again. Wow, so good one. Uh. Every time I can talk. Ask him to share about the vision. The vision about the cloud in the hand. So then, uh, I want to share with Pastor Julie. I thought, share it, then they can go away, you know. Don't do your stuff. I was telling her, I thought, very busy, Pastor. <laughs> she kept telling me about the goodness of God, God's blessings, God's healing, you know. All these things she tell me. Then, suddenly, she asked me, okay, Eddie, what do you see? I heard a voice inside me. You know, the enemy, uh, they also know one, you know. They know what's going to happen already. So I heard a very loud voice, trap, T-R-A-P. It's a trap, trap, you know. So I did not say that. Then I, Irene spoke to Pastor Julie, what did I see, right? And after that, there was silence. Then Pastor Julie didn't give up. As I say, woman, I, I salute you all. Huh? Uh, really. She said, Eddie, why don't you tell me yourself? Don't you want to know the truth? The truth, like a Rema word, come inside me. Because the Bible says in John 8, 32, when you will know the truth, the truth will set you free. Right? Huh? Galatians 5, verse 1 says, it's for freedom that Jesus come to set you free. Really, when you know Jesus, you have all the freedom. You have no more in superstition, you know, whatever circumstances you, you face, uh, any problems, relationships, everything, you know there's Jesus, our Father in heaven to help you. All you need is to pray. You go to temple, you go to spend a lot of money. Huh? All you need is to pray. So I talked to the Spirit. What trap are you talking about? I really told Pastor Julie nothing happened. Might as well tell her so she can go away. Hey, nearly 7 o'clock already leh. So I told Pastor, Pastor, just like what I didn't say, <clears throat> when Ari was praying with me over the Bible, I saw a big white cloud and a hand came down towards me. Like After I said that, uh, tears just flowed from my eyes. You know. Cannot control. I was asking myself, hey, why, why, what happened to me? I can still think the, the, the moment. Uh, why am I crying like that? You know? Oh, suddenly, deep fear came into me. I was not even crying. After the series, really myself crying. I was wailing, you know, wailing, crying very loudly. Irene told me what, no? After the incident, everything, dear, your father died, so don't cry like that. <laughs> Can I have your water, please? <laughs> I this is what you call your helpmate. La. Uh, God made wives a helpmate, la. amen? But she's a wonderful woman, seriously. Wonderful woman. She has suffered so much with this man for the 25, 25 years of marriage. Yeah. But thank God, God has transformed me. God has delivered me from my gambling habit, all sorts of things. Yeah. You know. So then, I think I, she said for more than 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, I was really crying there. They don't know what happened to me. You know why? I heard a thunderous voice from heaven. I heard God's voice. I know it's God's voice. I asked the hand, who are you? What do you want? I heard this voice. Who are you? Like that. Wow, my body, my legs all gone. All the strength finished. Thank God I'm sitting down. And then ask me again. Remember, ask the hand, what do you want? Say, what more do you want? You know? Wow, I was deep fear. I, I know that is the voice of God. You know, I, I used to share this in Singapore. Huh? I said, that one is not Portugal. Huh? can play, play. Huh? This one cannot play, play. Truly, it's the voice of God. And suddenly in my heart, I said, God, I love you. Don't leave me. Don't forsake me. I, I didn't know it's a Bible verse. You, know? you, you will see that, like I said, God is love. First John 4, 8. Don't leave me. Don't forsake me. You can see everywhere. Hebrews 13, verse 5, right? First Kings 8, verse 56, right? You can feel Deuteronomy 31, 6. Everything you can find there. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, immediately, the fear disappeared. So the Bible says in First John 4, verse 18, perfect love casts out all fear. Everything gone. No more fear. So peaceful. A peace. Uh, and even the love I feel in my heart, I never experienced in my life. I cannot explain this peace that I felt. This love that I felt. It's just like the love of God just come in, you know. Like you feel that someone really loves you, you know. And then, I tell Pastor Julie, Pastor Julie, come, let's pray. They all look at me, you know. Oh, this temple owner, Asking for a prayer, first time come to her house. <laughs> she also don't know what to pray. I said, uh, you want to pray for your business? 
when you play, maybe uh, your, somebody in your family or one relative have, are sick, you know? You know what I told Pastor Julie? Pastor, quickly pray now. Chinese man style, talk like that. I want Jesus. Uh. If you go away, I die. Uh. <laughs> then she said the sinner's prayer for me, you know. That's how I received my salvation. Hallelujah. I, I thank God. Thank God for that. And the next night, I'll tell you this, 2.30, I was in the spiritual realm. I was sleeping. Why I want to tell you this, I was in the spiritual realm. I saw this big dark cloud. Because they still want, the, the dark side, the enemy still want to shake your feet. Still want to frighten you. I saw this man floating towards me. His eyes, I cannot see, but I know, full of anger. He come on top of me. was oppressing me. Then he said to me in Cantonese, uh, translation, now you die. He said, Huh? No one is going to protect you. All my demons downstairs waiting for you. You better think twice. So I was struggling. Normally those days uh, we tell people if you have this sort of oppression, uh, I just call anyone the gods, uh, they will go away. One, uh. The Bible says the kingdom will not fight against their own kingdom. Huh? I call all the idols that I know. Hindu, Tibet, Chinese, Buddhist, everything. Huh? And of course, there's last two, you know, our country, there's a few, huh? I also call, cannot. Then I remember, oi, there's one more person I didn't call yet. Oh. You know who is he, right? One more time, no? Jesus. Amen. So I said, hey, I think I better call him. <laughs> Before I even mentioned his name, huh, the demon fled already. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's great power in the name of Jesus that's what the Bible tells you in Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Uh, for God also highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him a name that is above all names, right? That at the name of Jesus, every name is bound. Be it things in heaven, things on the earth and under the earth. And every time confess, must confess Jesus is Lord. I want to tell you, three beings in all the three realms, uh, heaven, earth, all must submit to Jesus Christ, correct or not? According to the word, Amen. I want to give you another word. James 2.19 You believe there's one God. Even the demons know that and they shudder. That means when they hear the name of Jesus, they got to go. They shudder, they tremble. Some translation, they even cringe in fear, you know. So, when I just, when he left, one thing he reveals to me, he says, my demons are downstairs waiting for you. Because I know all the idols downstairs, their spirits behind. You see? So, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for being so patient. Actually, I had a message uh, to, to share one, no? Was, uh, yesterday, Pastor Danny told me, uh, I said, how, how did I share? It, it's okay. But the glory of God, the presence of God is so strong. People are crying, you know. People get healing. One lady came, the leg was, one leg was shortened, got extended, but they were very funny. Extend the reading, go back in, you know. First time I experienced that. <laughs> Oh, then the Lord spoke to me. This this preacher, if it's physical, huh, come out means come out. Right, sister? After, uh, I remember you know, the service, your, your legs were standard, huh? Right? Yeah. So then I realized this is also spiritual. Then we, we cast out the evil spirit, then the leg just go back up again. And uh, I, I thank God for our brother Gino, one of our uh, Philippine mission team. He came to support. Sister Elaine also came to support. <laughs> so he took a video. He took a photo on that. Yeah. So I said, nothing is impossible. So I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, when you are with Jesus, it's all or nothing. Because Jesus paid everything for you. Jesus paid it all with His precious blood. Amen. So I want to... <coughs> Pastor, you want to pray for that? Thank you, Pastor. Pastor, allow me to pray. I want to pray a general prayer. But I want to ask you, for those who are sick, you know, who are sick, you just come in front. Just this faith by action. You know. Faith must come with action. Yeah, I know. Worship team. Any sickness that you're feeling in your body, just come to the altar. Because you know why? Like I said, when you come to the altar, there's something very special there. Huh? Even the, the lady from Hong Kong, not our own church, you know, experienced everything. And I tell you, it's all about your heart. It's also your circumstances that you feel. If you have any trouble, maybe a relationship problem, if you don't know what direction you're heading, 
Let Jesus speak to you directly. You know why I was in Kuantan? Why I want to tell you this uh, before you come up. I was in Kuantan, this lady, her leg was very short, two or more inches shorter, you know. So, I, I pray a prayer of unforgiveness, ask them to forgive themselves. So you must release forgiveness. Second round, uh, they came again. After they see how the people cry, they came again. Another group came. And then I saw this lady there. Out of so many people. And of course, the pastors and the elders are praying for them. I went to her, asked her, what's, what, what's wrong with you? Ask. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and you receive. Even James 4, 2 says, uh, you do not get because you do not ask. The action of coming to the altar, you're asking from God, right? Then she told me, her leg is short. She needed to do a hip operation if this continues, you know. So she sat down. Her leg is so short. And I, I was praying, but she was having a conversation with God, you know. So I just prayed. Then I, I prayed for a while. And she, she, the leg extended, but she testified. Why? Why the miracle came? She was one of the helpers in the church. The Lord spoke to her directly. Go for prayer and I will heal you. That's why she came. And while sitting down there, I was praying, she was talking to God. Lord, you said, I come, you will heal me. From the heart, you know. Why not? Because she cannot feel it. Nothing is happening on the left leg. You know what the Lord spoke to her? You need to forgive your father. Then you receive your healing. Then she was in shock. She said, I love my father so much, you know. How can I? What's there to forgive? Then she waited. She said, Lord, tell me, tell me. You know, the Lord gave her a vision. At the age of 12 years old, she was sick. She was in a hospital by herself. And the father went outstation without working, couldn't come back in time. The hurt is there. She became so angry with the father. And she didn't talk anything about the mother. I think maybe that is a single dad. Huh? And only the relative came on it. She was alone. Alone by herself. Don't have the support. Oh, then she started crying and she said, I choose this day. She testified to forgive my father. God, forgive me if I have any bitterness, anger towards my father. And when he said that, right in front of our eyes, the leg just extended. Amen. No more coming in back. Hallelujah. Only God can do miracles like that. So if there's no one else, I want all of you to maybe just bow your heads. Just be in God's presence. Whatever circumstances that you're facing, Speak to Him. For Lord Jesus, in Exodus 15 verse 26, He says, I'm the Lord, the healer that healed you. And whatever circumstances that you're facing in your life, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice always. Verse 17 says, Pray unceasingly. Pray continuously. And always give thanks whatever circumstances in your life for it's God's will for you so speak to him directly ask Jesus all the cattles in the thousands hills belongs to him everything belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ even John 1 verse 18 says for we must thank the Father who had revealed his son Jesus who is God himself to us Lord Jesus we thank you that we are so blessed to be your children O Lord your word says in John 1 12 forever who receive you you gave us the right to be children of God that we can call you Abba Father Lord. I want to thank you for John 1 14 that the word became flesh and Lord you dwell among us and we have seen your glory. Yes, O oh Lord. So Lord, this morning, O oh Lord, as your sons and daughters bow their heads, crying out to you from the bottom of their hearts, O oh Lord, Jesus, the problems that they are facing in their lives, what is your will for their life, O oh Lord? Without them knowing your will for their life, Lord, Jesus, they have no direction. Lord, I pray that this morning, you will give them visions, O oh Lord. Give them dreams, O oh Lord. As they sleep in a slumber, Lord, 
give them a dream, a vision of the night. As, or speak directly in an audible voice or a still small voice, telling them what they need to do. And I pray, Lord, that every unforgiveness, the spirit of unforgiveness and bitterness, take it away as they lay down on the foot of your cross, Lord. And Lord, some of them, Lord, the enemy has tormented them, reminding them of their past sins, Lord. Oh, Jesus. The accusations from Satan cripple them, oh Lord. That they come to a state of prayerlessness. They come to a state that they cannot even fellowship with their fellow brothers and sisters. Lord, assure them now. Assure them, Lord, that all their sins has been taken away, Lord. That you, Lord, have paid it all on the cross for them. So that, Lord, they be able, Lord, their faith will arise once again to have a personal and intimate relationship with you, Lord. And Lord, I want to claim all the blessings, the promises of the Bible for their lives and their children and their family and the generations to come, O oh Lord Jesus. You have said in your word, in 3 John 2, it's God's will to see all of us prosper, be in good health. All our everyday affairs will prosper and so will our soul, Lord. And when they're sick, Lord, you have promised them in Isaiah 53, verse 5, that by your stripes, they are healed. Hallelujah. You have told them in Matthew 8, 17, Lord, you took away all our infirmities and all our iniquities. And you heal all our sicknesses, oh Lord. And Lord, I want to pray that you send health and healing into their bodies and you bind up their broken wounds, oh Lord. As according to your word, Jeremiah 30, verse 17, oh Lord. And Lord, I want to pray of blessings that all their needs will be met. For you have promised us in Philippians 4, 19, oh Lord, that my God shall supply all our needs according to His riches in the glory by Christ Jesus. And Lord, you're not only going to supply us just enough. No, Lord. Your El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Your God, that is more than enough. Oh Lord, you are loud. You created the galaxies, the universe, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are going to bless us. According to Ephesians 3.20, Lord, we claim it right now. God is able, brothers and sisters, to bless you abundantly and exceedingly above all that you dare think or ask of by the power at work within you. Lord, we want to give you all our praises, our worship, and we declare all glory be to you. For Lord, without you, we can do nothing. So Lord, as they disperse from this sanctuary, O oh Lord, run them journey mercy back to their homes, O oh Lord. And Lord, let them be on fire for you. Let them have this passion for you in the name of Jesus. We give you all glory. Amen. Amen.